My guest today, Lorna Simpson, is a brilliant stylist currently living and working in San Francisco. Lorna tells us about moving to San Francisco, not knowing what she's doing, finding jobs, losing jobs, breaking down, figuring it out, and most importantly, moving forward. I didn't know what I wanted to do in college until somebody was like, hey, can you work on this project for me? Like, can you code this or can you like create this website? And they're like, well, I can try. And they go off and do it on their own. And they're like, oh, well, I can do this. So maybe I should like go to school and study this and do this. So I'm just like, ah. I kind of wish that there was a program for that, like in between going or coming out of high school and going to college where, you know, you can dabble in a few things here and there and then really figure out a path. I mean, a lot of us still don't know. So many of my friends are going through existential crises right now. We're all in our like mid 20s, later 20s. And everyone's just like, I want to do something meaningful, but I don't know what that is yet. And I'm definitely one of those people. Is this where you'd like to be in your life? And is this what you'd like to be doing? How'd you get here? And where do you hope to go in the future? Most importantly, how are things right now? And what have you learned along the way? This is Bill Ehrlich. Is now a good time? Originally born in Omaha, Nebraska, to a military father and traditional Japanese mother, her family moved around while growing up with two-year stints in Maryland, San Antonio, and South Korea before eventually settling down in Wisconsin. Lorna graduated from the University of Minnesota with a degree in fashion studies and initially worked at Red Bull in Minneapolis before moving west. Lorna was the initial creative force at a small San Francisco clothing brand called Modern Citizen and brought a unique sensibility to their styling and photo shoots. The photo shoots during Lorna's tenure were interesting, ethereal, and give you the feeling that the models and scenery could be completely removed and the garments would continue to hang midair. So after school, I was working at Red Bull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was during school and then after school too for like half of half a year. Oh, but I extended. Um, I decided to do another semester of school too just to take for fun classes. So I took like a food design class and a web design class. I, I took those extra classes just to like experiment in a few different places, which which I guess is kind of smart in a way, kind of what I was talking about before, dabbling in a few things that you haven't done before. But um, I was kind of getting not tired of Minnesota by any means, but it's just so cold there. Um, and I don't know, some of the kids there were – like oh you're you're so weird and you're so different you're kind of like a hipster and you know just because I dress like slightly different from you I'm just like automatically weird and so and because I've been so used to moving around my entire life um I think that I was ready to just like make that next move and so I had visited San Francisco um twice before I made my move out here um twice to visit two friends just to kind of feel it out and I, I really liked it and I figured that it would kind of be a an easier transition than moving to New York I think that New York would have been a little overwhelming for me now looking at it I'm not sure if it would have been that as well as overwhelming because you learn like when you get here San Francisco is actually pretty damn small it's seven by seven as everyone says and then I've run into so many people I've ran into my ex-boyfriend like 10 times already so um no it's I I mean I personally I'm really glad I moved out here I'm glad that I just kind of took the leap I looked on Craigslist one day um and saw that there was an opening in a room and they're like we need a person in by this date 
and they're like, can you come, can you come take it? I was like, yep. So I was like, all right, job. I have like this many more weeks and then I'm, I'm peacing out. I'm just going to pack up and drive out. And, um, luckily my parents are super supportive. They're all about, you know, taking it, go, go with your gut, go. So my dad, um, helped me drive all my stuff out here. And I moved to the outer Richmond in San Francisco without a job, <laughs> which was terrifying because San Francisco is so expensive. So that was the first thing when I first moved here was like, you know what, you need to like go out there and somehow find a job. And within like the first week of moving out here, um, I met a girl at a bar and she was just chatting with me she was super sweet she was like you know what I know a family that needs a nanny have you ever had experience like babysitting before and I was like well I've never really nannied but I've babysat plenty of times so I ended up babysitting for um a family right away and two weeks into it (laughs) I come in and she's like oh just found out that my husband's been cheating on me with one of our employees and you're gonna help me move out I was like oh Okay, so did that, helped them move out. Um, I remember calling my dad like a few days after just being like, I don't know if I can do this out here. Like all of a sudden, all this anxiety, like I don't know if I can afford it out here. Like I don't really have any of my own friends. Like I, it was funny because I've always grown up being like this very relaxed, chill girl. I hate that descriptive word, but I finally just had this like breaking point where I was like, you know what? You have no idea what you're doing. Where and were you talking on the phone? I was <laughs> I was driving to a gas station. So another part of this was like, I can't find a gas station any or I can't what was it? My I think my oil was really low and I was like, I need to go to a gas station. My oil's like low. My window's been broken into. Like I, the city's just like eating me up. It's going to spit me back out and yeah, I I was very sad. I had to pull over and I remember I started crying and I was like, I never cry. This is so strange. But I finally like hit this point where like I don't know what I'm doing. And usually I've been able to kind of like go with the flow and figure it out. But for some reason, like that week, it was just just that breaking point. Luckily, my parents. What did your dad say? What was his advice? Like he, he was, I remember him saying, like, you know what? You're going to be fine. These are, like, small little things that can be fixed, and we're here for you. Like, we have you completely. Just just keep, like, tugging along. You'll be fine. It was just one of those, you'll be okay. Like, don't worry about it. You're you're in your 20s. You're, you're freaking out. You're scared. You don't know what you're doing, but you you're going to be okay. So, when, like, how old were you? Like, when was this? This was this when you was kind like, of first moved out. Yeah, here. this was when I first moved here. So this was like 
two, two and a half years ago, or probably two years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was I'm turning 26 next month, so 24, 23 around then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the, so. in the big city, yeah. it's super Every expensive. City. Nothing's yeah. easy. Like, you like, don't really have the support necessarily. No. And, and it's like I had my friends there, but one of my friends was in college. So she had her own group of friends. My other friend from Minnesota, she already had like this big group of friends from Minnesota that she had that for some reason, everybody from Minnesota likes to come out and live in California. So, well, probably because the winters, <laughs> but because <laughs> you literally have to wear layers and layers of clothing to survive in the winter. But um, yeah, so I just kind of felt, I think, lonely at the time. I'm, my boyfriend and I had broken up at that point. Um, he he and I actually moved out here at the same time, kind of together, but not together. Like we both separately knew that we wanted to live out here before we even met each other. So I think that it was just kind of another point where all this stuff was just weighing down on me and I was just having a big Lorna pity party. So <laughs> and honestly, like things could have been worse looking back on it. Like I've, I haven't had to go through a lot of tragic stuff in my life and I'm, I'm lucky for that but I don't know at that point for some reason it just felt like I was losing it <laughs> so yeah after that so that was kind of a good time for me to kind of think things over and reassess the whole situation um, because I ended up having to leave that family because she couldn't really afford to have a babysitter at the time but she kind of ended up passing me on to another really great family who, um, like they're awesome. They live over in North Beach, and I, I ended up working for them for a little bit. And then at the same time, I was just like, you know what? You got to take control. Just like write a bunch of emails out to a, a bunch of different fashion companies. It shouldn't be too hard in San Francisco because San Francisco isn't exactly a, a fashion capital, if you can't tell by the people walking around. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just definitely a step up from from what I was used to in the Midwest. But um, so I was like, you know what? Just go for it. See if anybody responds and whatever happens, happens. So I went with it and I ended up writing um, to my former boss. And she was just like, you know what? Come in. Like, let's talk and we'll figure things out. Yeah. And so I went in for an interview and she was like, I like you. I don't know what I'm going to do with you yet, but. This is yeah. okay. So no, no, you no, said no. former boss, but that mean that so not, not, not yeah, yeah. Okay, that being like so you found a company. I've recently been let go. Okay, yes, but you had so <laughs> yeah. like you found this company. I found you this said, company. Yeah, okay, I'm interested. This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's small. Like so, you know, you ask your friends like, where should I look for for jobs? And everybody's well, like, well, look on AngelList, and I did some of that, but. I ended up just Googling fashion companies in uh, San Francisco or startups in San Francisco or startup fashion companies in San Francisco, excuse me. Um, and so I wrote to her and she immediately wrote back right away. It was like, come, come meet with me and we'll talk things over and see if we can like figure something out. And so she right away was like, all right, I like you, but I don't know what I'm going to do with you yet. So we kind of just created a role for me, which seems to be a very common thing nowadays. So I kind of started off as like an assistant to her, and we were working out of her apartment closet um, with all of these clothes. And I was going to photo shoots with her. I was helping styling. 
And eventually the company started to grow to the point where I became um, the head of their creative. And so I ended up doing um, most of their photo shoot concepting, you know, finding the photographers, finding the models, doing all that creative stuff. So, no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it just turned out to be a little more different than I expected, especially with a startup. Um, you know that, like, business is the key the key area. You, they, they need to have a strong business in order to survive. So I get it, but it felt like that the creative kind of took a backseat. And sometimes, like, I wasn't really heard. So that was kind of a, a bummer in a sense when, like, you feel like you have something really to say or really to offer and it's just kind of dismissed. Or you give them an idea and then they completely ignore it. And then three months later, they're like, oh, hey, like, what if what if we do this? And I was like, what? I said that, like, months ago. But, I mean, it was probably one of the, the best job experiences I've had so far. It's been my only real grown-up job, so. <laughs> it seems like if your first job is at a smaller place, that can mm-hmm. be beneficial because yeah. you see. Oh yeah, you see kind everything. of everything. Yeah. Whereas if you're at a big organization, you might not see yeah. how, how a business, all the pieces of a business, and how mm-hmm. they kind of fit together. Yeah, no, they they definitely. That was the cool part was just seeing it, you know, grow. I we went from being in her like apartment closet to being in this like brand new showroom space so that was definitely amazing and then you know the Instagram following grew and I don't know it was really it was really cool to hear all of this like really positive like customer feedback of like oh my god I love the styling on your website and I love all the photos and like these editorials look great and it was just like oh thanks you know it really it really touched me but I think that I, I was in a group with um, four other ladies, and I, it, it's, it's a weird environment for me to be in. I've never worked with a group that's all women. So that in itself can like kind of be a little tense at times. And when everybody is, is like type A, you know, very organized, I'm not the most organized person on the planet, but I've definitely learned a lot from them. It, it can be a little difficult here and there. And they... They all come from like bigger corporate backgrounds, whereas I didn't. This was, you know, my first new job and I'm coming into this with like no idea how anything works. So that I feel like that was good in a way, but also bad in a way because I didn't have it really or anything to compare that experience to, whereas they they all did. So, yeah, just different different ways of working with people. You, you learn a lot, a lot about that. It sounds like you did have at least moments of feeling where you felt like you were a part of something. Mm-hmm. You felt like you were contributing to good work. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And, and things were happening and growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, how important is it that, that it feels like something's happening and the thing is growing? And you're not just spinning your wheels. I mean, that has to be an exciting feeling. That is. That's super. It it was a great feeling to hear that. But I also, like, when you're not getting a lot of that validation from the person that you're working for, that's kind of what hit me kind of hard. It's like, I'm working so hard, but, like, I admire you as my boss. And I think that you're great. I'm learning so much from you. I want to hear that, you know, like, that you, that you're loving this and, like, 
that I'm doing a good job. And yeah. I feel like a lot of the times I wasn't getting that. Yeah. So that was a harder part. She was kind of like an older sister slash like mother figure, I guess, in a way to me. So I get it. Like we all come from different backgrounds. We all need validation in different ways. I'm not somebody who needs to be validated all the time. You don't need to tell me like, oh, you're doing a great job. But like every now and then it's good to hear like, hey, like you killed it. You kicked ass last week. Like that looked awesome. So yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of difficult. And nobody else came from a creative background except for me. So that also was different. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you respect somebody, or you're like trying to do a good job, it's like any relationship. Mm-hmm. If it feels like the other person is withholding, yeah, it just like puts you on eggshells. Yeah, and no, it's like it really a really. It's not fun to be on either side, but no. especially when you feel like you're the one who's now not being validated mm-hmm. and in this place of insecurity. Yeah. And yeah, I'm fresh and new on the in the job field and so I need like a tiny bit of, you know, validation here yeah. here and there. So but no, I, I still I love those girls to death. I think they're doing an awesome job and I really do hope that they blow up and get big. conversation was did you did you have any idea that you were gonna like be like oh was it or how Um, did it go down I had kind of had an idea that it was coming it was sad it was still really hard you know it was heading that direction yeah it was like a a bad it was it was a breakup I felt like I was being broken up with it is a breakup yeah it is it's not not a breakup no I know (laughs) but you know what like I, I honestly, I did, I learned so, so, so much from that experience and I wouldn't have those connections, um, had it not been for them. So I'm so happy that I met them and I got to experience that. And you know what? Now I know what I do want and what I don't want out of a working space. So totally. I'm, I feel more empowered now. I had a weird feeling. What day of the week is it? It's a ugh, Monday. A Monday. Yeah. It's a Monday, sad. And um, yeah, they just kind of talked to me and were like, we love you, um, but yeah, we're going to have to let you go. So, I mean, it was a tear fest. Um, One of the most interesting parts to me was that like it was just the first time that I had gotten validation from my former boss that she like really cared to like finally see that you know she cried it was it was sad um but it was it was sad that was like the only way that I could tell that I was validated you know was through her crying but in the end it was like you know what that makes me so happy like you actually really did care so it was also, I was the first person that they had to let go. So, yeah. Um, so, we went to that. 
went downstairs. They got me an Uber, <laughs> got an Uber home, went to bed. And I sat there just like crying for a little bit, being like, but I'm hungry. So <laughs> what is like the nastiest thing I can do right now? And then this is excusable because of the situation. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> went online, got me a, a Big Mac and <laughs> had it postmated. <laughs> One of the saddest moments ever. I feel like, yeah, one of the saddest moments of my life. Which is, if that's as sad as it gets, then, I mean, it's not that bad. So. If if that's as sad as it gets, things are good. Yeah. Did you have, were you listening to any music? Was there some, like, like tell me oh, something, like, very. I was very... probably watching some, like, terrible show on Hulu after that. <laughs> like, when Hulu still had, like, free shows on there. Yeah, I was probably watching gossip girl or something just like really i was at a low point yeah i was at a really low point so yep that was my my sad sob story hope that yeah hope you remember that proud moment proud moment now where I'm really trying to figure out you know what I want to do or what path I want to go down so it's scary it's really scary (laughs) but I I feel like I'm getting closer and closer every time which is the important part Um, I know a lot of people are like rushed to get into it all the time and I know with my parents their only concern is like well you're turning 26 next month. Like you're not about to have health insurance anymore. So uh, let's get this uh, whole job thing on the road. But yeah, that's that's the whole. I hate that pressure of like you know not having a regular job where you have benefits and everything. Like why can't I just be a great freelance contractor and just go around traveling, doing that, and that not be frowned upon? I feel like that's judged a lot. I think that's that's been where the pressure has been coming on for me is, you know, like you need health insurance and you need stability. And I'm somebody who's all about having like unconventional jobs, like go out and do this weird thing. Go out in the countryside and work for a random farmer in like, I don't know, my, my one, oh, one of my best friends worked in like Prague at a leather or had a leather mentor in the countryside. Like do something like that. Do something weird and different. Like go for it. I think that it's more interesting to go out and have a bunch of different life experiences. And I hate that I feel like I'm being constrained by, by being judged by that and by my parents like wanting me to have stability. I don't need stability. Or at least I don't think I need it. <laughs> Maybe not right now. No, not right now. A lot of the people who are closest to you mm-hmm. will never give you permission or sanction to go for it mm-hmm. because they care too much. Yeah. And that's like, that's true. you can't fault them because mm-hmm. they... No, yeah, I know it's coming out of love. Yeah, yeah it comes out of a place of love, mm-hmm. even though I think it f- can feel 
like disapproval. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, my mom's old school Japanese. Like she saw my tattoo on my arm and was like, what is this? She was like, do you know this means that you're in the Japanese mafia if you have a tattoo? And I was like, mom, come on. The times are changing. Like that's, that's not really a thing anymore. So I think that, yeah, they're, they're still, they're still kind of stuck in their old school ways where my dad, like my dad won't even get Uber because he's like, I don't want to give my credit card number out. But they finally used it for the first time when they visited two weeks ago. So that was great. Um, yeah. Just the differences in generations. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> we, uh, tell me more about the, the hustle. You Yes. The vintage hustle. hustle. The vintage hustle. So I, that's kind of come to a halt actually right now since I um, recently discovered that I want to be going back to school or not being a full-time student, but, you know, taking those classes to keep me sane and start making making things again. But um, I was doing, I was going out and I was buying a bunch of, of vintage clothing from stores and I was doing this, like, tiny little online shop um, where I was asking my friends to model. Things are kind of coming to a stop right now. But, no, I sold a few things online, but... Um, why stop I th- though? I stopped because I felt like I didn't have something that was fully concepted. It wasn't Nothing fully, is ever fully concepted. I know, but it's the, it comes from that insecure place where you're like, uh, I don't want to be following what everybody else is doing. I want to really be doing my own thing. And right now I was kind of like, I was toying with different ideas. And I think I just really wanted to have something at that time because I've, I've been struggling with not having my like own little thing to do on the th- yeah, on the side. Totally. Hence the name My Own Thing Vintage. Yeah. So, I don't know, I think I just kind of rushed things and I wasn't really thinking it through. And so it's kind of it's come to a stop for now, for now. Don't stop. I'm I'm keeping the one little online shop through the app up, but I've I've stopped gramming. I've gotten rid of it right now. Why? Just it, it didn't feel right yet. It didn't feel right yet. It's never going to feel right. I, I know. But for some reason, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stop this for now. Are you familiar with the artist Chuck Close? Yes. Yes. I am. So his, his big thing is that the inspiration mm-hmm. doesn't come and then you start working. Mm-hmm. The inspiration comes because you start working yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, yeah. it doesn't come before mm-hmm. it comes from do the actual act no the the it comes from the doing yeah yeah you're right no you're so right and i shouldn't have stopped it but for some reason last week i was just i don't know it was, it was probably just from a no, place of insecurity do you know what you need to do what tell me help me be my, be my you gotta get guru. someone else involved i know who's gonna keep you honest I know. And I need to find that person. I need to find that someone. That's what you got to do. What am I going to... I know. Did you know that a lot of times investors won't fund... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...single people because it's really hard. No, and I I don't want to be doing this on my own. Like, I do want to have someone doing this with me. And ideally, I would be doing it with my best friend, Kate. Like, have she you asked Kate? She lives in Utah. Who cares? So... And so far. Yeah, but you got a phone. She's I know, got it's a great because she she does um, she does styling for Overstock, so she does like furniture styling and set styling and stuff like that. Have you called so. Kate? Oh, I'm going to see her in two weeks. We've talked about this many a times. Of like, we would be such a good team together. We 
her and I, it's weird. We've never fought, I don't think, ever in our life, which I don't know if that's healthy or well, not. Well, if you start working together, maybe you will. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's good, though. That's no, like, it that is. happens. But she's somebody who I've, I've always just, like, valued her opinion. I think she's one of the funniest people on the planet, and I just know that she and I work well together. You got to find somebody. Yeah, I know. I And I've been thinking that for a while, too. So it's just kind of going to be this whole me, like, taking these few classes little baby steps into getting back into it then I think I'll have my confidence there just because I feel like I'm still still in my my baby stage we're at that point in our lives where everything is so confusing and it probably still doesn't get less confusing later on it probably gets a little more and then it'll die down eventually hopefully somewhere before 40 I hope (laughs) but I'm not on any timeline for anything like I'm not in any rush for anything so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of scared with where I'm at. I'm not gonna lie. Like, who wouldn't be not really having like a, a stable job, but. But you're. I mean, you're working. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, you're resourceful. You're smart. Yeah, yeah. You got hustle. Yeah. It's like not like you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got like oh, and then you said woe is me. Like you went out and found yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I'm. I'm still, I still have a lot of anxiety thinking about, you know, what my next move is going to be because I can't take care of little Kento <laughs> forever. I'm, I'm babysitting, um, a little, a little baby right now. He turns one next week. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a good experience for the future when I pop out a few, <laughs> a few little suckers of my own. And he's like the best baby ever. He's so cute and he looks just like me. And so it's funny when we go out because people are like, oh my gosh, how old is your son? Because he's... Um, how does that feel? I'm, it feels fine because honestly, he, we have very similar features because he's half Asian. So Do you ever think about like, what if this was my son? And then like reflect oh, on no. that. <laughs> not really because I'm obviously I'm, I'm not quite prepared yet. I feel like I don't have everything... Not everything's sorted out for me yet. Not that it ever will be, you know, 100% sorted out. But, I don't know, being being around kids, yeah, it makes you, it certainly makes me want to have kids someday. Um, I, I just know that I'm not ready right now. But it is funny because people are always like, oh, how old's your son? And I'm always like, eh. He's 11 months old. And they're like, oh, you look so great for having a kid. I'm like, thanks. You know, it took a lot of hard work to get here to where I am today. But, you know, you do what you do. You do what you got to do. So, no, he's he's great. He's so cute. You've probably seen a few um, Instagram photos and Snap stories, Instagram stories, whatever kids are doing these days with him. So, he's He's the light of my life right now. He's my boyfriend. So (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dating too in the city is an interesting game in itself. So what's, what's, what's the dating scene? The dating scene. Oof. Well, for me, it's been quite slim pickings. It's funny because so many of my friends are in relationships. A lot of my high school friends actually have recently gone out of their relationships, which has been nice for me because it doesn't make me feel like the odd one out anymore. But um, honestly, I've used Tinder many a times from when I first moved here. I've met somebody like in my favorite band on that app. Like I've made some of my best friends off of that app. One of my best friends, he just moved back to Germany and I love him to death. And he 
he was like an older brother to me and it was really sad saying bye to him at the airport but no it was great honestly I think it's a really cool way to just like meet awesome people for me I like tinder because you get people from all around the world so I guess like mother like daughter I love meeting foreign (laughs) foreign foreign men so um no it's it's great. I think it's awesome. People are always like skeptical of it. I'm like, eh, but aren't people on there just to hook up? And it's like, no, not always. Like I've made some relationships on there that I will be in contact with them for like the rest of my life. From where you're sitting right now, what would what would success look like to you? Success to me. To me in the future, I or want... Even right now. Even right now? No, I don't know. Yeah, no, go with the future. <laughs> I'm scared. Help. Um, <laughs> success to me. I, I just want to be working with a bunch of people that I love, who I consider family that I'm happy with every single, well, obviously you're not going to be happy every single day, but you know, like a place that I'm happy to go to where I'm feeling welcomed, as we mentioned before, in a space where people are just like creating things and making things all the time, where we're just like feeding ideas off of each other and like going for it. So that's ideally, that's what success looks like for me, sharing that and being all happy together. Working in a place where you feel welcomed yeah. and you feel like you're you're making something and it's it's an open environment yeah. where people are there to do something bigger than themselves. Yes, definitely. That's that's like the the big part of it. I wanna be giving back. I wanna be like inspiring other people to do other things. Don't let don't let people hold you back just because you're you're weird in their standards. No. Just just be yourself and have fun with it. It's simple as that, I think. People think too much about it. People think, uh, from what I've heard, a lot of it is about like me selling my business or this person acquiring this business and making this much money. And like that's definitely not what makes me happy. If you had a piece of advice to give your younger self or just someone who's younger than you who maybe mm-hmm. hasn't gone through mm-hmm. all these stages, what, what, what would your advice be? Kind of, I guess what I was saying, just don't listen to what other people are saying about or don't let other people hold you back or make you feel bad about what you're doing. Just do it. Just go for it. Because I think that that's what held me back a lot from doing other things and like keeping other people's judgments or other people's judgments are what kept me back from doing other things. I think just being constantly scared of being judged, I think. And that comes from a place of, you know, me moving around so much and me having to, like, adapt to places quickly. Like, so, I don't know. Yeah. Don't, don't let other people keep you down. Yeah, just go for it. I feel, that's so cliche to say, but it's, like, honestly, what I wish I would have told myself back then. Not to, don't worry about it. And things will work out, too. If you had to title your oh, no. autobiography, <laughs> here it comes. What what would the title be? Oh no, oh, I think I mentioned something 
I, I know this is like you always bring it back to something you know that you mentioned earlier maybe i'm not sure did you did you write something down on there is there something well what i is always anything I, <laughs> I always ask the question and then people never realize they're saying something and, and then yeah what they no, say but totally. immediately is usually a pretty good title yeah so do you want to know what you just said right tell me <laughs> Why are you giggling? Because it's a, I think it's a funny, it's a funny and somewhat apropos title. Ooh. What you said immediately was, mm. oh no, here it comes. <laughs> oh my God. That's so me. Oh, I like that. That is so me. You, you're very good at this, Belle. Keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so funny. Like I think based on, it's just like. Oh no, here oh, it comes. Oh no, here it comes. That's 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 wow, life. That, that's you couldn't have said it any better. Wow. I didn't say it, you did. Yeah, but you still like you're so good at this. <laughs> thank you so much for no, thank you. This coming by awesome. and just like sharing because it is hard. I'm sure that I am not the only one, you're not the only one. Like yeah. everybody's going through this mm-hmm. and all that you see when you look around is this veneer of perfection. Yeah. And it's just oh, like, yeah. well, well I, I know fundamentally that that is, is, is not how people are feeling internally, mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, great if people are, but the problem with that is not that it looks perfect or that it's happy, but that it's one dimensional. Yes. And to be, to be human mm-hmm. is to be allowed And to allow yourself Mm -hmm. to be three-dimensional. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So thank you for coming by and sharing. And it's just nice to hear more of what it's really like to be, to to be figuring things out Mm -hmm. as as they come. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll have a few check-ins with each other, I'm (laughs) sure, in the near future. Yeah, I'm also probably going to insist that you don't stop um, doing doing the vintage thing. So I'll be bugging you for a while. Okay, okay. I'll get back on that soon, I promise. I promise. (laughs) Because I have a bunch of clothes that are just like sitting in my room right now. (laughs) Since this interview, Lorna has begun working at Levi's. I'm very excited to see her work in the future and appreciate her taking the time to sit down with us. Thank you for listening. This is Bill Ehrlich. Is now a good time? I hear it like a pound's pine, a pico. Look at what the light did now. I bear it like a pound's pine, a pico. Look at what the light did now. Flow. Landing.